listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 14. Well, hello, my friends. How are you today? Are you ready for a very exciting episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast? I say that because let me tell you something. I debated what to call today's episode. Today, we are talking about taking responsibility for your fitness And I want you to know that of all the titles and all the topics, I knew that I was going to call this one Taking Responsibility, and yet I still debated it in my mind. The word responsibility... I don't know if you have the same like feeling or connotation. I often wonder about that because you know how we all have certain words that just just hit us a certain way, just have like a certain charge. I'm pretty sure that this one hits me, it zings me the way it does because I'm the youngest child in my family and being responsible feels very yucky to me. I don't know how else to put that. I... I'm not a huge fan of the the word responsibility. And and even though I knew that I wanted to call it this and even though I did that truly on purpose for me personally and possibly even for you if if the word responsibility brings up some kind of connotation of adulting or doing things you don't want to do or feeling the burden of responsibility. Sometimes it is important to put that word with whatever charge or whatever feeling it has right there in the title so that so that you know that we're going to be talking about something that you're going to have to do a little bit of thinking about. I mean, I know I know this was something that I personally had to do a lot of thinking about and it's why I wanted to bring this up with you today. This this is something that I have been working through and working on for for quite a while in really specifically in my business journey, although I had to work on it so much in my fitness journey, but I didn't use this exact word or phrase in my fitness journey. But taking responsibility for your fitness can feel, I think for a lot of us, it can feel like the only thing I'm coming up with is it's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. It's not something that I have total control over. It's not something I can do. I think that a lot of us particularly with fitness, but maybe with other areas of our life, feel like there are circumstances beyond our control that hamper us from taking responsibility for our health and our fitness. And the reason I'm bringing it up today is because I'm going to tell you that that's not really true. That your circumstances are part of the deal. I mean, there are some things that you cannot get through or past or around or over, but not as much as you think. We we all live in, I'm going to say a society. Uh, truly, I think that this is very, very widespread. And when you start listening for it, you'll probably notice it a lot yourself. Now, if you are an oldest child, let me back up here really quickly. If you are an oldest child in your family and you have been given the responsibility of like younger siblings or treated as responsible or simply an old soul who's been responsible for your whole life, this this episode might not really 
might not be your thing and that's totally okay. Not all of them are. I appreciate you clicking on them whether you think it applies to you or not because honestly, here's what I've learned about here's what I've learned about mindset work. I I listen to several podcasts and read books and and I'm working on my own self-improvement and self-development and have been for quite some time now. And I have found that very often it's the topics that I don't think apply to me that are the ones that I can get the most out of simply because I'm not too close to it. If you don't think responsibility is an issue for you, this might be the perfect episode for you to actually have some other self-discovery simply because of the way that I'm talking about things or the examples that I give. Sometimes that little step of clarity like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't zing me. This doesn't feel too charged. This doesn't feel too close to me can really give you some clarity on something else that does feel very close. But, but here's the thing about responsibility and, and the world that we live in. We, we are being taught, I think, more and more to abdicate responsibility for our lives. And this is one of those things that sometimes when I talk about it, I feel a little bit old. You know how, you know how when you were a kid and your grandparents would talk about the way things used to be? I have found myself at 50 years old starting to say things like that. And I think it's really interesting how much I kind of didn't really pay that much attention to when my grandparents said that. And now my kids don't pay attention when I say it to them. But the things that you can see happening in your lifetime and the trends that you can see are really, really interesting. And one of the trends that I notice is that we are taking less and less responsibility for ourselves and our actions and our reactions and and, and ourselves, frankly. On a personal level, I think I think it's very easy to to look around us and look at our circumstances and say, well, this is why I turned out the way I did. You know, my parents treated me a certain way. This was my education. This was where I grew up. This are, you know, these are the jobs that I had and the people who treated me a certain way at those jobs or the neighborhood that I live in. And those can all feel outside your control. I mean, we don't, until it's proven otherwise, we don't know whether or not we choose our parents. We, we very frequently choose our circumstances based on circumstances that we don't think that we control. Sometimes we have to take jobs that we, we think we have to take because of our financial situation. Sometimes, sometimes we find ourselves stuck someplace. And the thing is that the reason we find ourselves in a lot of these circumstances is because we haven't been making choices, because we have simply let things happen to us. And it happens to all of us. I'm not, I'm, let me be really clear that I am not trying to say that if you have some particularly difficult circumstance that you chose it consciously and this is what you want. That's not where I'm going with this. What I am saying though, is that sometimes when we do not consciously on purpose make choices, that the choices that we make unconsciously, subconsciously, 
they're not always great. And they put us in places that don't feel great. And when we are ready to take responsibility, we actually have a lot more choice than we realize. Our circumstances are changeable. Our opinions are changeable. We've talked about this. Our responsibilities are changeable based on what we want. Now, here's the thing about taking responsibility. Here's, here's why I struggled with this for a long time. Specifically, let me tell you about when I first started running and first started like losing weight and taking care of my health and, and really starting to like set goals. I, I, I mean, I've mentioned this so many times. I was the youngest child in my family, still am the youngest child in my family. I was given plenty of responsibility, but I learned very, very, very early on that it didn't take a lot of resistance on my part before somebody else would go ahead and finish up what I started. I can tell you about many, many, many chores that went mostly done, but then kind of undone that my brother and my sister had to pick up the slack. I can tell you about starting projects that didn't get finished. I can tell you about starting sports and quitting later. I I was given responsibility, but I did not take responsibility for, for a good part of my life. I mean, truly a good part of my life. And And there were things that I was willing to be responsible for. I mean, for the most part, I was pretty responsible in my jobs. There I mean, when I was younger, there were times when I was not super responsible for my jobs. But but for the most part, once I got a little bit older, I understood the responsibility of my jobs. Once I had kids, I absolutely took on that responsibility. I I'm going to say willingly because I was willing to have kids, but I I struggled with it. I really did. It was hard for me to to give up my freedom. It was hard for me to give up some some of the things I felt like I needed to give up, specifically just time and thinking about myself all the time. <laughs> that was hard for me to give over to my kids. But I but I took on their responsibility. I did not pass that off. I feel I feel like I did a good job parenting, truly. But there were other parts of my life, specifically my health and my fitness, that that I didn't take a lot of responsibility for. That I felt that my life, my circumstances, not that not the things were stacked against me. I don't know that I ever felt super, you know, woe is me about about my weight or my health. But I did feel that that me being uncoordinated or me not being athletic, I did feel like those were facts and that they were unchangeable and that those were my circumstances and that therefore you know, being athletic just wasn't for me, that I wasn't responsible for trying to develop athleticism, that I wasn't responsible for trying to develop coordination. I wasn't responsible for trying to do anything more than I felt was was already there, which, by the way, was not a lot. I did not spend very much time on my health, my fitness, my athleticism at all until I did. And then when I did, I kind of struggled against that. I I had spent a lot of years making 
excuses and speaking of words that might have a real charge to them. Being told through a podcast that you are making excuses might not feel super great. It might feel um, a little defensive, a little bit like you don't know what you're talking about, Paula. But I do because I am a girl who has made excuses. And and again, let me be clear. I'm not I'm not accusing you of making excuses. I'm pointing out to you that sometimes when we are not taking responsibility, that what we are doing instead is making excuses. And again, I, I'm, I'm not trying to poke at you so much as I'm going to point out the way this worked out in my life, the way that I noticed it in my life. I would set myself some goals when I first started running and first started exercising and not follow through a whole lot or follow through just enough that I was super disappointed in the way things turned out. I, I knew kind of what I had to do and I understood that there was a level of dedication to be had there, but I didn't entirely feel like it was my responsibility. I did, however, feel like a lifetime of being uncoordinated and unathletic and not super disciplined kind of gave me an out, kind of was a reason, not an excuse, a reason why I wasn't meeting my goals, a reason why it was hard for me, a reason why I didn't perform as well as I wanted to. But when I started taking more responsibility, and I did not use that word because, because again, that wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time. This, this is a far more recent development where I have started using the word responsibility to describe myself. But I started taking more initiative, I think is the word that I'm going to use. I started to explore the idea of trying not just harder but trying smarter of not just following a plan, but following a plan and thinking about it, thinking critically about it, making decisions based on things that I knew about myself and things that I wanted to get out of myself as far as like a performance. Spending that extra layer of thinking was the thing that made the difference. That layer of thinking is responsibility, just just so you know. It doesn't matter what you call it. That's what it was. I was taking responsibility for the outcome in a way that I wasn't, even though I was following a plan, even though I was training pretty dedicatedly, even though I was doing and going through the motions. The thing that made the difference was the thinking. And that thinking could be what's missing. That thinking is the taking responsibility. Now, here's the thing about taking responsibility that was especially difficult for me. And here's here's when I realized it in my life. I had been taking responsibility a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time for my athletic endeavors. And I had been getting better results for the most part. I... I It's still something that I I have some trouble with, and it's difficult for me to discern exactly how much of it is mindset trouble and how much of it is physical trouble, being at the age that I am, 
there is there is biology here that is an actual legitimate circumstance a a fact if you will but even some of that biological stuff is affected by my mindset and so it's still something that i'm working on thinking critically about to get the results that i want from my fitness but here's where i really noticed it with my business Now, here's the thing. I've been on YouTube for years, uh, six years. Mm, Yeah, six and a half years, in fact. And while I have had some success, I have certainly grown my channel. I have put myself out there. I have learned a lot of skills. I have made it my full-time job without trying to water it down with doing anything else. I have taken what looks like responsibility. I have gone through the motions. I have done the things. But there was another layer of thinking critically that I was still really avoiding for a long time. And about Again, six months ago, I feel like almost all of my examples are from about six months ago. I tell you what, sometime in the last year is when I have done almost all of the big thinking in my life, working through grief, working through responsibility, working through my money mindset, my success mindset. And it's really bringing into focus some of the lessons that I learned during my fitness journey that I just didn't really put into words that I am now starting to understand that this process of thinking critically applies to everything. And some of us get stuck on it in one arena of our lives and some of us get stuck on it in another. As it happened for me, I got a little bit stuck with my fitness journey, but not nearly as much as I have with my business journey. So you can always apply where you have taken responsibility and thought critically about your success in one arena and apply it to something else. If you have had a ton of business success in your life or relationship success in your life, you can apply those lessons to your weight loss journey or your fitness journey or your running journey or your healthy eating journey or whatever it is that you are currently struggling with. Success in one area does translate in a lot of ways to success in another area. And and one of those ways is this, taking responsibility. But anyway, about six months ago, when I was doing some big thinking, I was working through I was starting to work through, let me rephrase that, because this is still something that I am currently working through, but I was starting to work through some of my issues with procrastination and, and putting things off. And I was out for a run, which is when I do a lot of my big thinking. I was out for a run and I was thinking about the tasks that I needed to do that day. And I felt myself getting a procrastination feeling. And I'm not sure exactly how to describe that feeling, but I could feel myself... I could feel my thoughts getting slippery. And I know, hopefully you understand what that means. Like I would try to be thinking about one thing and I would totally distract myself by kind of slipping away from it, you know, just sliding out from underneath that thought and onto something else. But I was trying really hard to, to consider this particular task that I had to do that day. And I was noticing that I was starting to think procrastinating thoughts. And I was thinking to myself, what, what is this about? Why, why is this procrastination thing happening? 
And so I started kind of listening to myself. And this is... This is a skill that has taken me quite some time to develop, and we've talked about it in a couple of different podcasts, but but I haven't really explained it other than other than when I talk about how I'm thinking something and then I'm hearing myself think something. That that is a skill, truly, to even hear and observe your own thoughts. And, and it's where, it's where all of this begins, this self-development, this development of responsibility, this development of critical thinking. Truly, the very first step is to simply hear your thoughts at all and to start recognizing them as thoughts. So when I was having these procrastinating thoughts and I realized that I was having them and I thought to myself, aha, this is a procrastination thought. What's going on here? And so then I listened in some more to my procrastinating thoughts and I was starting to think a little bit more critically about it. And I asked myself, why is it that you're procrastinating? Why do you want to put off this task? What, what is it that's bothering you? And the part of my mind that was doing its own thinking, not the part that was observing the thinking, but the part of my mind that was doing its own thinking just started wailing. I don't wanna, 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 I don't wanna. (laughs) And, And it was hilarious to me because this, this was a behavior I had seen before. Many, many years ago, I used to be a preschool teacher. And I had uh, me and my mom and my sister, we had our own preschool in my mom's house and we had three and four year olds and it was a great job, super fun. But let me tell you something, I have seen my share of tantrums. (laughs) And so when this part of my brain that was thinking its own thoughts, not the observer part, but the, the brain doing its own thing part started throwing this gigantic tantrum, it was simultaneously hilarious to me because hello, how am I still three years old in my mind? But also there was the preschool teacher part of me, the observer preschool teacher part of me that was like, aha, I know exactly what to do. I took a deep breath and I very metaphorically got down like in a crouch and I looked at my three-year-old brain throwing this gigantic tantrum and I said, can I help you? And it was the funniest thing to be having this conversation with myself in my own brain. Let me just tell you, here's, here's the thing that nobody tells you about self-development. It's pretty funny when you start hearing the ridiculous things that your brain says and you are simultaneously aware of it and yet still thinking it. So in my own mind, I am both the adult and the screaming toddler throwing this tantrum. And it's a pretty funny situation to find yourself in. But I know how to deal with toddlers throwing tantrums. I mean, this was my job for years and I had my own toddlers, so I, I know a little something about it. So I was able to talk to my brain and say, how can I help you? What do you need? And it was really funny because like almost every three-year-old, my brain was willing to calm down a little bit almost immediately, but it still was saying, I don't want to. And I was like, okay, totally fine. I get that you don't want to. 
But if you did want to, what do you suppose we would do? Well, I don't wanna. Okie dokie. Then can I help you with this? Well, I don't wanna. <laughs> so, so if we were gonna do this task, I would probably start by writing a list. What do you think? Can we write a list? I don't wanna. Okay. But if we were going to, and we were going to write a list, what do you think would be on that list? At which point, both parts of my brain, having been asked a question, <laughs> started thinking about what might be on the list. How could we do this task without feeling like, I don't want to. Now, this is a very practical little, just as an aside, truly, if you have a task that you don't want to do, the first thing you do is make a list of all the little pieces that are going to go into this task. Because nine times out of 10, when there's something you don't want to do, it's not because you don't know how, it's because it feels too big and overwhelming and you just have to break it down into pieces. And as soon as you break it down into pieces and you realize it's only three or four things, even if it's actually like 15 things, each of those little things is going to be so completely doable that you just pick one and start doing it. It, it's, it makes everything easier. But that's to the aside. Coming back to taking responsibility. That day, I opened up a part of my brain that I had no idea was in there. And as soon as I heard that I don't wanna that first time, it was amazing to me how often that little child was yelling in my head, I don't wanna. It is the thing that I, I have found myself working on with my procrastination issues is that it's just, it's just the toddler throwing a fit and not wanting to take responsibility and saying, I don't want to. And all it ever takes on my part is that, that calm adult saying, okay, that's totally fine. Where do you think we should start? Can I help you with this? And then, and then the toddler part of my brain is like, well, all right. All right, whatever. <laughs> now, the thing about taking responsibility, my friends, is that it is hard. It's, it, you don't wanna. For so many things, you don't wanna. But here's the great, great, great news about taking responsibility. And here is the thing that I have come around to thinking about when I hear that I don't wanna. But if I don't wanna, and I leave it up to the world or other people or my circumstances, then I'm not going to get what I want because other people aren't going to just give me what I want. Other people, uh, other people don't care that much. But when I take responsibility, then I can have anything. I can do anything. My circumstances, they have something to do with the way things turn out, but not nearly as much as I was giving them. Not nearly as much as taking responsibility for myself. When you take responsibility for your actions, your reactions, your goals, your desires, your tasks, your skills, your daily schedule. When you take responsibility and stop saying, I don't want to, or stop saying, well, my husband is a jerk, or my boss doesn't understand me, or I don't have enough time. When you take responsibility, first of all, 
it's actually easier. And I know that that might sound surprising because, I mean, we're all a little bit afraid of this responsibility thing. It sounds like responsibility. It sounds like being a grown-up. It sounds like we have to do what we say we're going to do. But, but yeah, when you say what you're going to do, it gets done. Like, it's kind of amazing, (laughs) truly, what you can get done when you take responsibility for it. So, my friends, I have, I mean... There's, there's really just these couple of steps. Listen, think critically, and, and then do stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing how, how much simpler it is than we think it's going to be when we're trying not to take responsibility. Taking responsibility could be the thing that changes your your results. It could be the thing that really makes things start to happen for you. Rather than just going through the motions, doing what somebody else says, thinking that everything that happens to you is just kind of up in the air. It could happen one way or the other. I don't know. Taking responsibility means that you can actually make what you want happen. So I'd love to know, because I always love to know, what are you going to take responsibility for? What are you going to make happen? And if you feel like sharing, what is it that the toddler in your brain (laughs) says to you? Is it, I don't want to, or is there something else that you hear? Because I love it when you share your stories (laughs) with me, my friends. I am everywhere on social. You know that. If you open up the the show notes or the description box or whatever, depending on why you're listening or watching or whatever, come share with me. I would really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 